0: Yes, hello, welcome to A Celtic World, the YouTube channel connecting Celtic fans all over the world, from Largs to Lagos, from Crete to Caracas, wherever you happen to find yourself in this pale green dot, you're part of A Celtic World. And who else is part of A Celtic World joining us tonight? Paul in Western Australia. G'day, Paul.
1: Good evening, or guten Abend. Give <coughs> oh, yes, your German
0: A nod to your German top, yeah. And ciao, Michele. Ciao, Gavin. Tutto bene? Tutto bene, tutto bene. Meno male.
2: male.
0: So, what are we going to... Well, before I tell you what we're going to talk about, these are the times that we're on. It is 10.30 a.m. in Rome, where Michael is. It's 5.30, where Paul is and where I am. And indeed, it's 9.30 in sunny Glasgow, where or not sunny guessing, Glasgow, is that, i guessing, I think Frank Brennan is. This is a very positive message from Frank Brennan, wishing everyone a belated happy, safe, successful, and oh yes, happy New Year, 2024. And a huge, big well done to now showing Celtic Park <coughs> as one of the time zones. That's right. That was upon his request, wasn't it? Someone said you have
2: to have CPT in there.
0: Make sure it says Celtic Park. Uh, not Parkhead, whereas John John Mulaney says, "Good morning, gentlemen, from a bitterly cold Parkhead." So there you go. All Do right. You want to talk I want... about the
2: weather? That, that's quite warm here today.
0: Is it?
1: That's roasted. It's very strange. It's a very pleasant thirty odd, late high twenties, low thirties after a forty odd degree period. So I'm oh, yeah. quite happy to be out of the heat wave and into something a little bit more temperate.
2: What about yourself, Gavin?
0: There's the weather there? It, well, my computer says 30 degrees currently at 5.30 p.m., so that's where we're at. All right, so what are we talking about? Let's not talk about the weather. That's not why they tune in <laughs> in their thousands. <laughs> they tune in to hear us talking about games, and yes, we have a game to look forward to finally. Hockey Thistle, that's the first thing. Secondly, we'll be having a pint with Will. Thirdly, we'll talk about the transfer window. And finally, Celtic socials. So let's get into the Bucky Thistle chat. Well, before we do, a bit more weather reports coming in here. Still minus eight, says Kaiser. <coughs> Baltic here, thick snow. And I don't know if that's She's... a reference to to points or... Actual uh...
1: weather, maybe, I think. I. No. Huh? Real weather?
0: Who knows? What could that be? All right, so Bucky it's Thistle. It's pretty
1: chilly at home.
0: What do we know of Bucky Thistle, I ask you? This is where it is. Do you know where Bucky is, Michael?
2: I don't know. I'm going to guess it's somewhere high up in Scotland.
0: It is somewhere high up there. It is I'm there. your man.
1: There's... I'm your man for this, Gav.
0: Yes, I know, because you're from...
1: I'm from the brock fraser road just along the coast that's me mm-hmm. used to uh as a kid i used to play Banff and keith and bucky and Lossie and all of these themes mm-hmm. as, as a as a young lad uh all up and down that that moray coast so yeah it's uh it's my neck of the woods but uh yeah just a a run of the mill uh northeast coastal small town but Brilliant. with uh yeah, with, with, a, with a standout kit and obviously a massive game ahead for them this weekend.
0: Well, I think we should show them some respect by learning as much as we can about Bucky Thistle. So I've prepared a little quiz here for you two gentlemen to partake in. <clears throat> the only way this will work without uh, being excruciating to listen to is if you just shout out an answer immediately and I'll tell you who's right and we'll move on. If you know the answer. So question number one to both of you. What creepy crawly is manager Graham Stewart nicknamed after? Um, Spider. Spider reach. is the right answer. What position are Bucky Thistle in in the Highland League? Fifth. Fifth is the right answer. Where is your hometown Fraserburgh in that league? Lower. No, they're second. Huh? good. I
1: was going
2: to say second, that's one for me.
1: Yeah, we were pretty, we we're usually pretty good, but I hadn't heard how we were doing this season, so apologies.
0: The Highland <laughs> League is sponsored by Breeden. What do they do?
2: No idea. They breed cattle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> City dwelling snob, you no construction materials. Uh, Bucky is historically in Banffshire, which is named after the nearby town of Banff, which you can see on the map there. Where in the new world would you find another banff? Uh, Canada. Is the right answer. And this is what banff in Scotland looks like? It is. Yeah. It's all right. This is what banff in Canada looks like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know it's what you're high yeah. drama. Yeah.
0: Look at that. Not that gorgeous.
1: That's stunning.
0: Can I give you a weird
1: a weird uh, fact about Banff? Yes. There's another town called Macduff, which is basically, it just rolls from one to the other. Like, you don't know when you've left Macduff and arrived in Banff. It's just all one thing. A bit like Leeds and Bradford for our Yorkshire fans. But yeah, it just sort of rolls one into the other. But yeah, there you go.
0: Okay, number six. What officious politician is the MP, bu- no, is the MP for Bucky's Moray? Can't even get the question out. I- Moray Constituency. Douglas this, Ross. This gentleman this here. Yeah, <laughs> Look at that. That's like an outtake from Dumb and Dumber, isn't it? Next break. <clears throat> Well, we all know what the Green Brigade think of him. They think he's a German winger from Rapid Vienna.
1: <laughs> <laughs> With a misspelling.
0: Now, we'll come back here for a second when I tell you the next thing. I was also looking up who are the famous people from... Uh, Bucky. Uh, does anyone know any famous people from Bucky? I'm guessing. Uh, Gordon Gordon
1: Robertson, the former right winger and PE teacher from my high school,
0: is not what I'm looking for. That's not the answer okay. on the card, Sorry. I'm afraid.
1: A fine gentleman, Gordon Robertson was. So, a little shout out to Gordon.
0: Isla Sinclair. Does that, is that a name that rings any bells? She's a singer, is she? She is a singer. Yeah. And you probably know her best from Mickey. This is your era. Well, we're kind of all the same era, I suppose. <clears throat> the generation game. Oh, that that's sure?
1: me, for my time, I'll tell you that for sure.
0: Mickey, do you remember Larry Grayson and Isla Sinclair on the generation? Now, it looks
2: like the software and stealthy club in the front row there. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How did you pick that out of all the things so I just, see? So that's, true, right?
2: that's what you always look for when you look at crowds. You always look for Celtic
1: clubs. Horizontal. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I was always Bruce Forsyth, generation game. Oh, and then yeah. that arsehole, what's his face? Davidson. He did it for a bit, didn't
0: Bruce But uh, this guy was an interesting character on our TVs. Here he is again with Alice and Claire Larry seems to be in his element there, popping himself into a wide open ring. <laughs> Oops! Oh, shut yeah. that door <laughs> anyway let's leave that prickly subject behind and return to the other prickly subject of thistle so that was fun how big a deal is it for bucky thistle paul tell us how massive is this game for them
1: it's huge. The, the the money they'll make off this tie will set them up for years to come. Um, my understanding is a good chunk of the squad are Celtic fans. Uh, but they'll be taking it seriously. They, I, I'm sure in their heart of hearts, they won't expect to get anything out of the match. But they'll be coming to put up a decent showing. And, and probably, you know, they'll, they, I'm sure they'll talk about... Uh, an upset and all that publicly but really they'll be looking to come and not get horsed, essentially and not embarrass themselves but they're a non-league club at the end of the day they're and they're coming they're not they don't have the kind of leveler of their own ground or a small ground somewhere else um in terrible conditions the weather's not going to be great in scotland this weekend and it isn't mm. great across the country now but it's Celtic park it'll be about as good as it'll get um, and regardless of whether we will come into this in a bit, how however strong we put the side out or not, there should be far and away enough uh, quality to win win the match. So they'll be looking to put a good show in, uh, not embarrass themselves, <clears throat> and anything beyond that is a bonus. They've already won the lottery by getting the Celtic draw. Um, the cash, like I say, the cash they'll make of this and exposure they'll get from this will will set them up for years to come. So. So they'll be quite happy with their run to this point. Anything else from here is a bonus.
0: Yeah, they're going to be making upwards of two hundred thousand, I hear, which would take care for running costs for at least two years. Their president is an oil and gas guy. Did you know that, Gary Farquhar, I, who has apparently put a million into the club over the course of the last ten years?
1: Well, two, nice things, two things. Two things. He had one. <coughs> uh, not surprised. He's an oil and gas from that neck of the woods, and uh, he'll he would pronounce it Farquhar. So I'll
0: correct Is that, you right? on that.
1: Not Farquhar. <laughs> There's no Farquhars in the northeast of Scotland. It's Facker. Uh, oh, and, uh and uh and yeah, I'll, I'll fix that for you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it doesn't su- okay. I didn't know that, but it doesn't surprise. In that neck of the woods all most pretty much all the money uh, you, back in the day it would have been fishing. Uh, northeast North Sea fishing. Now it's pretty much exclusively oil and gas. Um so, so yeah, that it, it's good that they've got a an owner of has got that kind of um background.
0: And uh, Viaplay are providing a free feed of the tie to the Bucky Thistle Social Club, allowing senior citizens unable to travel to the match to enjoy it. Isn't that nice? Does that warm the cockles of your heart, Michael?
2: Oh, very much so. Good old Viaplay, also known as (laughs) Premier Sports in Ireland.
0: Is it Via Play or Via Play? Am I mispronouncing everything? I'll be saying. Well, I say
2: Rocky Via play,
0: probably because I'm, I'm reading it as an, as an Italian reading it. I'll call it Via Play. I'll be well, saying, it probably I'll is Via be saying, I'll
2: be saying Rogic next. Oh, it's not there, again. So that would be unforgettable. Leave it alone. <laughs> Are we going to have another round of elocution
0: lessons? Here we go. Lord Fockwad is the mental image cemented <clears> by <throat> Gav. Very good. That's what I thought of too.
2: Did we not get that's confirmed
0: by Bishop Farquhar? Is
2: not him? We did. That's right. There
0: was a Bishop Farquhar. I think he died recently, right actually. Tony Farquhar. Fascinating. Breaking news here, Celtic fans. Uh, Tony
2: Farquhar died about two weeks
1: ago. <laughs> oh, Jesus.
0: Right. What else do we know? Yeah, you were saying about the players. Quite a few of them are Celtic fans. Here's a couple other little tidbits of information. Midfielder Dale Wood is a Celtic fan. He says he can't wait to be on the pitch, hear the fans singing. And he says he might be trying not to sing along because he loves to come down to Celtic Park and watch the games when he can. And striker Josh Peters is the first cousin of who in the Celtic squad? James Forrest. James Forrest. I'm going to have to rush you, Paul. No idea. Stephen Correct. <laughs> For God's God! Good guess. Well done. You have nailed this quiz, Paul. Well done. So I'm so, so proud. Uh, you join yes, the he's Mama Stephen. <laughs> he's Stephen Welsh's first cousin. Their mums are sisters, so they were saying it'd be nice if they could share the pitch. So you know, if we are a few goals up and the game's in the bag, if you see Welsh coming on, you'll know that that has sentimental reasons. Okay, so. Expected starting lineup, Michael. Let's hear your voice. Tell us who you're expecting to see. Any surprises? Any new people?
2: Uh I don't I think it'll probably be the usual. I think because i have had a, a decent rest, he might as well put out a good team to start with. I'd say put out but is Carter Vickers fit now, is he? I don't think so. But- you don't think so? Yeah, it'll be the usual. This, this be,
1: we've, we've heard nothing about it, so I, I don't know. Obviously, Hitati's
2: away. Maida's away. So it'll be McGregor, O'Reilly, and we also be in the Banana. middle. Banana. Yeah, probably, yeah. Let's say Palma, Kyogo.
1: Maybe a Barak start. Or Kuhn. Yeah, Cook, you think Kuhn will start? I actually think he'll come off the bench. I, I think a bad, if, bad is, if a bad is yeah. fit, he'll start, and then Coon will be... I, I would play our absolute strongest, most experienced team from the start yeah, and maybe definitely. rotate the whole, rotate the majority at halftime, assuming we're comfortable at that point.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible he'll come on. It'd be funny if the game was actually going to be played in Bucky and that was his first taste of Scottish football. he would be thinking, what the hell? Sort of a country do I find myself in? Which reminds me, we've got a message here from Stephen McDonald saying hello from Nicaragua. Is that genuine? That's exciting. I feel that's where you're checking in from. Nicaragua. Yeah, so um, anything else should we talk about? Well, I mean, this is a game we should win comfortably. It's not going to be another Darvel, is it? what what would it have to be for things to go spectacularly wrong paul what would have to happen
1: <laughs> you need every weird star in the world to align for for them to get a, res- a result it, i just can't it's just not gonna happen like obviously will beat aberdeen but it was an away fixed jar midweek you know terrible weather blah 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 um the weather's not going to be great, but I think it's going to be a reasonable temperature and it's going to be a bit wet. It's it's actually probably going to be quite favourable conditions for us to zip the ball around. Um, and and just, yeah, we might be a little bit rusty, but we should be itching to get back into it. Um, even if it takes a little while, the class and fitness will will absolutely come to the fore eventually. So I'd expect us to be Two or three to the good at least by half time. Um and probably four or five by the end. If 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 they keep it under five, even yeah, it it, they've done well, to be honest, in, in that fixture. So I don't expect any kind of um potential upset or even to be particularly close. I think it's gonna be as I say, they've they've already, you know, their big win is getting to this point and I'm sure they'll go out and try and, you know, be competitive, but it's not gonna like we we've humbled a lot better teams than Bucky Thistle this season, and it's not it's not gonna be any it's not gonna be any different. So you're yeah, over
0: seventeen minutes that. in, and uh, I oh. haven't heard anyone say no disrespect to Bucky Thistle. That's usually what you hear in these conversations, Michael. If you were Spider, what would you mm-hmm. be telling your players,
2: uh, the the Bucky players? But no no disrespect to Celtic, but. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say go out and enjoy the day. It's one of those ones, isn't it? It's like just enjoy yourself. Some of your Celtic fans, you play at Celtic Park with we'll a big crowd. Just go out, and enjoy yourself, play as well as you can, and try not to get humped. Basically,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's an experience yeah. of a lifetime. It, it's yeah. an experience of a lifetime. They've already they've already won by getting this fixture. Like I'm, I'm sure it, he'll want if if he gets them to half time and it's nil nil. That's dreamland for them i can't really see that that would be the case but i would expect him to set them out to be difficult to break down hard you know work hard and see what happens but they'll sit deep and i don't i know nothing about them technically but i imagine there's probably one guy that's got a half decent long throw and one guy that's got a half decent set piece delivery and anything inside our half they will try and launch into the box and hope for, for something. It, it it's worth for loads of other teams, so why wouldn't that be your game plan? But um if they can keep it to a low score and if they can get a goal even, that's they've done they've done phenomenally.
0: You don't think they'll come out all guns blazing and trying to nick an early goal and then put everyone behind the ball on the line? That's what I'd be telling to do. Come out, give it Dixie for the first. Instead of like trying not to go behind, you know, forget that. Do you think
1: Spider is taking his tactics from Roy of the Rovers? Is that what you're? Is that what you're expecting?
0: (laughs) Well, this is a Roy of the Rovers moment, is it not? Well, it
1: could be like maybe. Who knows? I just don't expect it to happen. But why not? Yeah, like to to your to the point you're trying you're you're making. Like it doesn't matter whether they're
0: trying to make the.
1: But but they might as well get me eight nil as one nil, right? It's it's not a big deal. Um they're not gonna get any further. So yeah. Frank Brennan enjoying that. Yeah, Largs the Lagos.
0: <laughs> First time those two have been mentioned in the same sentence. It's Frank's been been
1: holidays. He feels very he feels very upbeat.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's very upbeat. Have you, been, you been to Largs, to- Paul? Yeah.
1: Well, actually it's funny you should mention that. This wasn't pre-planned but I'm, i've got a good answer for this i've actually been on two coaching sfa coaching courses as a child at the largs uh sfa uh residential uh coaching facilities when i was uh, in my teens so yeah i have been to largs
0: to be coached as a player or a coach
1: well no no to be coached as, as a kid so you could be yeah, like yeah. um lodged with the sfa as like this i think it's a way to like yeah promote your football but get you away from your parents for a week Mm. uh so your parents like pay to stick you off the sfa and they give you a bunch of football coaching so yeah i met um or me my brother met uh walter smith's kids at one of those he's a bit older than us uh one of the main coaches was dick campbell um most recently of of i think our broth he was a character at our broth but he was a character way back 30 years ago, forty, thirty, yeah, 30 odd years ago when I was a teenager. Um, So yeah, funny games and larks, but...
0: um, Did you go for an ice cream in Nardini's? I didn't.
1: You know, we sort of kept to the grounds of the the SFA's sort of quite swanky grounds, actually. Probably, they're probably charging a fortune to parents to send their kids off to to be vaguely coached um, to, to a not very high level.
0: Speaking of bumping into famous people, Northampton Tim is asking, now, where do I know Michael from? I'm sure I've met him. Do you want to give a clue to where that might be, Michael? I have a clue. I've
2: never been to well, Northampton anyway. He so might have been possible, to your pub, though. Yes. Possibly.
0: Where's your pub? Uh, in Rome,
2: in Rome, pub in Rome. Finnegan's, maybe you came there.
0: Finnegan's in Rome, Northampton Tim, if you've been in there for a pint of Guinness after visiting the Coliseum. That's most likely it. If Gav starts singing, Frank's upbeat attitude will evaporate very quickly. <laughs> well, we'll have to see about that. But for now, we're gonna take a little break and we're gonna see we're gonna to go to a different pub. This is Muddy Murphy's in Singapore, where I had a quick pint. This lasts about eight minutes, I think, with a Celtic fan called Will, who's part of the Sing Timps. So let's watch that. Alright, so here we are, Murray Murphy's home of the St. Tims. And who are we talking to? Will Hagerty.
3: Hi.
0: Hi. What's your story,
3: Will? Where are you from? Uh, originally from a uh, Rutherglen, uh, southeast of Glasgow. Uh, first uh went to my Celtic games as a wee kid, we'd walk all the way from a uh, Firm Hill in Rutherglen. Uh, me and my mate Robert McCallum and his dad, we'd walk all the way down to Celtic Park. It was an education, you know, passing all these little kids saying, Mr, can I look after your car for you? Stuff like that. So it was uh, that's what it was like, and, you know, get a lift over the turnstile. So that was my first experience as Celtic as a kid.
0: So we were talking earlier, you were telling me about the street you lived in
3: yeah. and the families yeah. who were there.
0: And yeah. uh, you're not from a traditionally Celtic background. Tell us about that.
3: Yeah, correct. Yeah, I mean, where I was, we... There was a block of four houses uh, just across from us. There was a family, I still remember well, the Mackays, uh, who who were a very much a Rangers family. Then there was the McCallums, uh, very much a Celtic family. Then there's the Clarks, very much a Celtic family. Then there's the Donohues, which are mostly female, but, yeah, there were certainly Celtic family as well. So, you know, as a kid, you know, back in those days, because the way I'd grown up, that was a totally different culture to me. So, uh, you know, learning about Celtic, this history from the McCallum family. Uh, my best friend, Robert McCallum, a guy who lives out in uh, Perth in Australia now. He's about three years older than me. Uh, As mentioned, mentioning a Gav earlier, you know, he's still the best play- football player I've played with to this day. We haven't played yet, Jesse. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's <laughs> why he's saying Because we haven't played yet. Yeah, well, we okay. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Okay, I look forward to seeing your silky skills in the morning, yeah, yeah. But, uh, seriously, this guy was a great player. You know, he, he played for Larnac United in the juniors. He was, uh, he was at Dumbarton when Dumbarton were in, like, the top league. When, uh, the ex-Rangers guy, David Wilson, was manager there. Uh, and then at quite a young age, he, he, uh, migrated, or uh, emigrated, should I say, over to Australia, lives in Perth. And his daughter turned out to be a, an amazing football player. I think even to this day now, uh, Colette McCallum, she actually has a, a an award for Australian ladies footballers in her name. And uh, so then next to them, I see, was the Clarks, Jim and John, yeah, keen Celtic fans, and the Donaghues who were girls, but you know, like I mentioned, you know, they, they were clearly uh, very much uh, Celtic fans. So. so Going back to the culture thing was just amazing for me you know i'd never seen the irish country dancing anything like that the, the music that would get played on the gramophone the record player i'd never heard music like that before so it's just really quite amazing for me
0: let's talk about musical references for a moment yeah before you come over to talk to me somebody mentioned you could do a good turn as a rod Stewart impersonator that fine head of hair
3: yeah, maybe the fine head of hair, but I can't sing anything like on there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do have a ticket to go and see him in March when he comes yeah, here. Very yeah, good. Yeah,
0: so yeah. you're still a fan, despite him giving the say I'm really Green Brigade a... the finger? Yeah, I wouldn't
3: really say I'm a fan of Rod Stewart, but you know, he's a... Uh, I liked his early the stuff, when he, when yeah, he was in the faces, faces and stuff, and a lot of his early solo stuff, but yeah. the faces, yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah, I know that about it, yeah. And you also are on good terms with...
3: Def Leppard I hear? That's correct, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've known the Def Leppard guys, well, main core of the band for about 30 years now. Uh, the main guy being Viv Campbell, uh, the guitar player yeah, from Northern Ireland, and uh, Phil Collin, another guitar player. Yeah, Phil used to play in a band called Girl and I used to hang about with them, you know, in a, back, back in the day. a bit of so yourself? Uh, it's funny enough I've got a Les Paul guitar. It's followed me all around the world for many, many years, but all I do is kind of dust it. I don't really play (laughs) it. It's a bit like a a relic that I carry around.
0: Yeah. It's like The View thing. Do you know The View?
3: I do, yeah. I saw them uh, in in Dublin, actually. On a new guitar
0: that's never been played before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never will.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: For hearts, big hearts game. Yeah, yeah. What are you expecting? What do I expect? We talked about this mm, earlier. Mm. It's hot and cold. Every time we do well, the next game, we're absolute mm. shit. What are you expecting? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be
3: potentially different because we've been used to European games where we've not done so well. And then it comes to like the the Saturday afterwards, then we tend to pick up and we yeah. do well. Now we've actually yeah. done well against Feyenoord. Yeah. So I'm hoping we can actually build that on that momentum yeah. and we can actually do very, very well tonight, yeah? And, and, and I'm confident we will do. I'm not a big Hearts fan anyway, but you you're know, not, it's no, strange. <laughs> but especially with Ace Smith in charge, like, no, it's like, oh man, you know, I, I'm not sure he knows much about football to be fair. I don't really expect him to be in charge there for much longer.
0: But. He's got a good haircut though.
3: Has yeah. he, yeah? Okay.
0: What was I going to ask you? Uh, okay, so you're like an old school Celtic fan. Yeah. You've seen him come and go. Do you have a greater patience, you think, than the younger crowd? What are your feelings towards the board, towards Brandon? Uh, well, let's take the board first of all.
3: Like, you know, it depends how you look at it, because I think in general, you know, when you look, we've won twelve championships out of thirteen. Now, you know, when I was a kid, a little kid growing up, you know, even amongst, you know, the, 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 uh, the nine in a row, nine in a row was just incredible. Yeah. And we've done another nine in a row and say part of that is like 12 championships out of 13. So the board probably deserve a lot of credit for that. At the same time, because we are Celtic and we've always had this rich kind of European pedigree, we do expect to go and do better. Yeah. But there is that younger element because we've had that 12 out of 13 that just expect that we'll always be Celtic, we'll always win, you know, trebles coming out of our ears or whatever. And really, in the real world, it's just not that way, even though we want to maintain that and do as best as we can. But sometimes you have to take the rough for the smooth. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Rogers? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I was glad to see him come back. When, when when Ange moved on, I, I was at a football game here in Singapore, uh, watching the Lions City Sailors game, there was a couple of Tottenham fans there, and they said to me, it looks like you're going to lose your manager. And at the time, I was like, no way, yeah. it's not going to happen, yeah, because you know he's going to want his crack at the Champions League. Mm. But I do remember, I think it was the cup final, and you saw his agent coming yeah. on, and there was yeah, a couple of was chats, so dumb, and... Yeah. You saw Ange at one point, he was shaking his shoulders a wee bit. And when I saw that, I thought, oh, man, I think maybe he is going to go. So, uh, you know, you know that, that, that was a big, big shock. But to me, you know, yeah, it was bad the way Brendan left. But I think he was the best choice as a manager coming back again. And it's probably good for him in many ways because it's maybe not as easy as, as he thought. It might be coming back again. And, uh, you know, it, it's tougher for him. And that, maybe that's going to be the making, maybe not just of him, but, you know, his Celtic this season as well.
0: Yeah. All right, good man. Thank, Thank you, you kindly. Cheers, man. You got a message for the Celtic World fans?
3: You know, keep following this man. This man, man's doing an absolute cracking job, you know. Uh, no, seriously, uh, he is. Yeah, uh, You know, especially, you know, out here in Asia, you know, we maybe get starved a wee bit. Sometimes, you know, when you... Uh, you get a point of view from maybe some of the podcasts back in Scotland or whatever. It tends to be maybe tainted a wee bit different or whatever. Maybe we don't quite hear so much the negative stuff here, but I don't mean to be negative, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, certainly, you know, follow, follow, follow Celtic. Well, follow, follow Gav. Keep it up. And, uh, you know, I certainly will be, and uh, I'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to hear your comments about my comments. All right. Good man. Cheers. Cheers. All the best, <laughs> Yes.
0: Well there you go. It'll be interesting to hear your comments about his comments. Take it away.
1: Paul cool. <laughs> I, I think he talks a lot of sense to be honest. Um a haircut in half, but uh I, nothing 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 to... obviously the heart's result didn't happen, pair of Jonas, no. but um <laughs> but beyond that, um yeah look I think i think rogers was a you know a solid a solid appointment given the circumstances um and and yeah you know we, we're we were picking up form at that point in time and it's it's obviously it's gone on from there so um he was he was a little bit um ahead of it by saying that we've been poor in Europe and then good afterwards and hopefully he, he he alluded to the fact maybe we were good and we could be bad uh, without saying it and, and that's exactly what happened so um, hopefully that um, to and fro-in sort of at an end and we can push on from here We did make what a good time? point, we were,
2: def- we were definitely spoiled rotten at the moment for trophies that's for sure Because uh, the we
0: Roman up. ambulance over there guns, in
2: the Yeah because yeah, so, I mean we're just winning so many trophies these days that. And- you just expect it all the time, all the time now. But when, when I used to go to see Celtic years ago, it was nothing like that at all. In fact, the first mm-hmm. season that I had a season ticket was the year we played at Hamden. Mm-hmm. We think we drew 16 matches. We finished about fourth or fifth in the league. Didn't even qualify for Europe. So let's just enjoy it when it lasts.
0: Well, speaking of being good in Europe and enjoying the good moments while they last, Northampton Tim has identified when it was that he came across you, Mick? Oh, there it is. Yes, in Rome, 2019, in Chamgo. I assume he was in the pub after that and not turning around to to embrace and jump up and down to the the nearest Celtic fan, which was you. Maybe. (laughs) You told us about that before, about how the place went absolutely mental, how how great a feeling that was. Was that, like, one of the highlights for you? the Chamgo? goal.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, incredible. I was just able
0: to hold my head high for the next load of years all the Lazio fans, out. <laughs> Lazio fans. Okay, all right, well, let's move it on. That was good to talk to Will. Let's get on to the next section, which is player chat. So players in, first of all. Big news is, hooray, <coughs> we have announced Nicholas Kuhn. He's been revealed. And he was shown around uh, Celtic Park. I don't know if you endured the nauseating banality of Jerry McCullough, like I did, and all of his, how much are you looking forward to questions? Holy moly.
1: I watched that just, I I finally, I thought I should watch that before I came on. I watched it just before I came on Uh, (sighs) here. Jerry was in the car with him to to the ground, and it was just, oh, I don't know. Like, this is obviously a thing on social media these days. You've got to... do all of that it's i just feel really sorry for the player that has to go Mm -hmm. through one just to go through the whole thing with the camera pointing at him but then to have jerry mccullough (laughs) gibbering away in your ear and not your first language like it's just the poor bastard right like it's you know he's been through the mill for days he just wants the thing to have he probably just wants to pull a shirt on and get on the pitch but yeah uh the less said about that the better probably
0: well, oh, yeah, I think Curry. that's fair point. <laughs> wasn't exactly bang, bros, but uh, <laughs> who are they? I mean, what's that? Who are they? Uh, you look it up after the show. <laughs> no, idea. Um, no
1: idea either, Mickey. Not just not just you. <laughs> I've got no idea.
0: But Check yeah, so there, history. there was Per Nicholas in the stadium, being forced to look around, and the disco, disco lights, lights were going lights, and yeah, everything. Yeah. Funny, wasn't it?
1: At least he wasn't like being forced to have a loving cup sip and all that. I can look oh, at a bike sure. and stuff like that. It's not that bad. <laughs> Could be washed
0: Did you catch the review on Clyde One Super Scoreboard, Michael? I uh, did not. There was an Austrian guy called Dorian Schuster from Transfermarkt, mm-hmm. and uh, he came on to to be asked, "What does he think of this guy?" Paul, did you catch his story?
1: I, I'm aware of the story. I didn't watch it. I, I, apparently, it's just a hatchet job, which sounds about right for for that particular show. Um, honestly, these these lot, you just you don't believe a word that comes out any of them. Like it's clickbait. It's yeah. I've got no interest. Um, I I'm didn't sure say it either. Well, let me tell you what said. Everyone's it. an Austrian effort, a, a specialist. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Well, he. His two negatives were he's injury prone and his shooting is honestly sometimes terrible. He wastes many chances. But he did also say he's a special player in the sense that he has fantastic dribbling skills, cutting in on the left foot, and his right is also good. So there's no worries about that. He's a fast player, but he's injury prone. I don't know if he'll have fun with Scottish defenders. You know, so he said his he said his shooting was sometimes terrible and then the headline I saw on whatever news outlet it was was honestly terrible. <laughs> it was the review that this guy was getting. did not mention uh, nice things in the headline obviously. But then the key to it for me was he says that thinks, he thinks the fee is a bit inflated because the fee on transfer market was 1.5 million euro. So he Kind of has to justify their valuation, doesn't he? You know, otherwise he's admitting that transfer market's load of bollocks.
1: Well, it is. We know it is. It's, it's all. It's never near the mark. Like they get, they guess, and then the market does what the market does. That, like, the best, like anything, the the best value in the market is what somebody's willing to pay. So his, if 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 somebody wants to pay three or three and a half, that's his market value. It just, it just is, right? So, yeah. Um, so the transfer markets are reasonably good source for some stuff, but they they've tried to position themselves like the you know be all and end all, and it's and and people that enjoy football manager and all that sort of stuff sort of seem to hang their hat on it being like the, the be all and end all. And at the end of the day, you know, it's just a bunch of dudes doing some stats and hoping for the best. It's it's no more or no less.
0: Here's a good point from Kaiser. He should come on sometime, don't you think? Maybe <clears throat> just yeah chat with us. Maybe one of these days when I invite him, he'll rock up and make some of these good points, which is something that I'd also thought of. That sounds like what I heard, nothing nothing about injury prone, but his shooting, the German Maida was the shout. Imagine you had to go on Austrian radio and describe Maida. You'd probably say something like he's he can't control a football, but you know he's very he's good to have and then the headline would be he can't control he can't
1: the
0: control <laughs> no. I mean, the man with the mind does touch. Everything he touches turns to goal kicks. That's what I like to say. You like that, Michael?
2: I love that. It's strange that he doesn't seem to be able to, able to score any goals, but Brendan Rogers was interviewed yesterday, and he seemed to say the same thing. He said we need to work on his shooting and all that kind of stuff, so Brendan Rogers knows he can't score goals, which is a bit strange.
0: Well, if he's providing service that's fine we don't we don't have to it'd be nice if he could chip in with a few but if his main role is to feed kyogo who doesn't get fed much
2: we'll have to see jury's out on current for the moment
0: anyway
1: i'm I'm, I'm pretty happy with the, the signing from the obviously the little clips anyone can look great but tie that into a bit of commentary He's got pace to burn, which Rogers likes. Uh, he can play either side. Um, his delivery off both feet is good. Um, I'm not too bothered about his shooting because that's not really his main thing. His main thing is to provide service to so to the central areas. Um, and Rogers, I, I think one of the the biggest thing for me is Rogers has been very, very positive about the signing, which says to me that you know he's he's he is a fully verified sign a fully positive sign in from his point of view um so so, so yeah like i i don't know what people expect I, th- I think there's a lot saying oh and i know you did the segment project or proven and on monday but we are not going to sign a player that's you know going to rip it up in the champions league or rip it, is already ripping it up in the in the Premier League, that's not where we're signing. We're signing players on the upper. We're playing, signing players on the on the back way back down. So, regardless of how much money we throw at players, we're not having a final article where even the players we send sign a lot, spend a lot of money on. Look at look at Jota, you know he came to us on loan and he did well, and we spent a fair amount of money on him. But if we'd spent that amount of money on him when he first came on loan, everybody said, why are we spending that amount of money on a project? He's done nothing. He's been in Benfica B, blah, blah, blah. So <clears throat> that's where we sit. That's where we are. Like it or not, that's the situation we're in. Um, it's good to have one in the door. I hope we're not losing anyone. That's key. Uh, we need four good wingers. Um, so, yeah, hopefully it's not winning in one out. Michael
0: Ross seems to be a similar type of player to Nicholas Kuhn. He says, after a lot of dribbling, it can be hard to shoot. So he um, empathizes with that. Frank Brennan says, uh, here we go. This is more like the old Frank Brennan we know and know. Like it or not, the facts are that are only that Kuhn's figures hitherto are not very good. And so hence a 2.8 million pound transfer fee and is he really the quality Rodgers has been bleating on about for months? I mean, it remains to be seen. Well, there's there's a there's know.
1: a good there's a good. I don't know if you want to have this to hand because I'm sure, Gav, because we we talked about this and shared this a couple of weeks ago when it was just started to be discussed. But there's a good bit of stat work that he's actually in the top twelve wingers in Europe for uh, chance creation. Now that doesn't necessarily qualify into XG because players then their ability to finish is poor. Um, but yeah, he was in, I think the top 12, 11 or 12 of, um, chance creation. So I'm, I'm happy to be, to, to, to give this one to Rogers and go, we've got our man, let's get on with it. See how we go. Um, it strengthens the wide positions for sure. Um, and yeah, let's see how we go second half of the season. We need more. We need a couple more, but it's a good start.
0: One of the things I find most striking about his YouTube compilation was how absolutely awful the Rapid Vienna strikers are. Yeah, they're dreadful. Say, he kept putting the ball in, and then they're flopping all and, over the place. And that's
1: why, that's why his assists. And, and the thing of people are people, the, people criticize him saying he's low in goal scoring and low in assists. Well, his main job isn't goal scoring, and he's laid mm-hmm. a ton on a plate, and people have missed him. So yes, his assists are going to be down. So that's why that cre- that chance creation stat, which he's in the mm-hmm. top twelve for the first half of the season in Europe, is actually useful because you can only create them; you can't make strikers finish them.
0: Okay, let's move it on from him then. How about the Owen Beck talk? Uh, Michael, are you excited about this? Do you think it's going to happen? Is it just paper uh, talk? It's
2: probably probably just paper talk, but um, it would be nice to get someone like that in the door, that's for sure. That's what's, And it's a position that we really do need extra cover for, or a better player for. So um, it'd be nice to get him in, but I'd say it's probably unlikely. I agree with you
0: here, this is us kind of just going back to that one, writing off players that I haven't seen them kick a ball. If there's anything we learned from that segment we did the other day, it's that some players come in and some of them have a long period of time where they do absolutely nothing. And then once it all clicks into place, so they go out on loan or something, before you know it, they cement their place in Celtic history.
1: Well, you'd only have to look at pa- uh, Paolo Bernardo. It's not. It's only a few weeks ago. People say he's a waste of time. We'll never sign him permanently. Well, two weeks go by, and it's like, give them the money now. Make him pe- Like we're so fickle. Is a, and I'm sure every. It's not just Celtic fans. It's every fi- football fan base. But we're so. Everybody's an expert, uh, as we are on here, sort of, sort of <laughs> giving our opinion. Everybody is, assumes, but but people are so quick to jump to a judgment and go, he's crap. You know that's not going to happen. Blah blah blah. It's it's kind of nonsense, isn't it?
0: Did you know Owen Beck is Ian Rush's nephew? I
1: didn't, didn't know, know that. But like, I agree with I agree with Mickey on this. I I absolutely think it's lazy paper talk. I don't doubt for a second that um there's a conversation going on there, but but he's gone back from Dundee. So it's like, Oh, something's going to happen. Liverpool have got a massive left back crisis. Um, Robo's injured. I can't remember the other kid's name, but he's injured as well. And they're not going to know until the end of the month, very yeah, close to the end unbiased. of the window. If, if, if who's fit. So he's not going to be allowed to go until right at the death. And if we signed him right at the death, because they decide they've got enough cover, you know, what will happen? People go, it's, oh, it's a, it's a, whether we've been planning it for four weeks or ten weeks or too much, and we've scouted him all season, we'll say, "Oh, it's a panic buy at the last minute." Like these are the, there's a lot of moving parts in these. I don't doubt that 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 Owen Beck is is on the radar. He's done really well at Dundee. He's played well against us, um, but he's twenty one, and and Liverpool obviously rate him reasonably highly. I've read multiple things that you know, is there a bit like they don't. I can't see him coming to us if there isn't an option to buy, really. Um, and I've read some things that say maybe his development would be suited better to going on loan to you know a lower league English club. So that if that if there's any fact in that, then then they're still considering keeping him. And That wouldn't be a massive surprise if they are. So I think there's a bit of paper talking there, and I, and I know there's a lot of Celtic fans saying, "Well." If he's not if we don't have an option to buy, why would you commit to bringing him to the end of the season? You know, because he'll be he wouldn't be a start. He would be a backup to Taylor. I would I I would say, sorry, my dogs are kicking off what it's up too loud. Um and uh he would be a backup to Taylor. And there's Mitchell Mitchell Frame has a company, you know, he's only had some minutes, but I would rather see him if we've not got an option to buy on a loan for for Beck, I would much rather see somebody like Mitchell Frame get a crack and and see what he does. Obviously, we want to see a finished article to genuinely compete with Taylor. But if it's if it's a choice of Doi, uh, sorry, if it's a choice of uh, Beck with no option to buy, let's let's give Frame a crack.
0: I had muted my microphone because my dog was going crazy too. Uh, well, you you steered us away from. Uh, the mention of Ian Rush, which is a bit disappointing because I was trying to oh. link to this and say I could get on the phone to my mate Rushy and see uh, if I could put uh, a few strings. <laughs> this is when he was over here, he came here, would you believe, to this little part of the world and like had a a weekend of you know, had an evening and QA session and all that sort of stuff. So there's Borneo, the, yeah. Wow, so that. That's us on a sweaty night out in Borneo a few years ago. You can tell it's a few years ago because there's still the suspicion of hair in the hair somewhere in the middle. Obviously, <laughs>
1: blue shirts. Are, blue shirts are mandatory at this event. Yeah,
0: the blue shirts all around. I did. Uh, I noticed that. Anyway, I, that's me. I, can't, and I can I'm never take Rushy
1: seriously without the tash. Like the quintessential Rushy is back in the day with the tash.
0: Yeah, he looks different.
1: It's uh it's okay. the lead. I think he I think he lost the tash with around the time he went to Leeds. So I sort of always think what of that. a great
0: striker he was. though. ridiculous. He, he what about striker. Kelleher? Any or the well, let's talk about the goalkeeping position. Is that worth talking about even this window?
1: Well, you know my view on the goalkeeping position. We absolutely need okay. to sign we need <laughs> yes. to sign one this window. It doesn't have to be a, a, a competitive goalkeeper yeah. to 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 knock heart off. But we don't want Bain as a second choice for crying out loud. Like we I think we should have a second choice keeper in the mix and Bain should be bumped to third and Seagris should be gone. Uh I think Keller is another one that I think it's smoke and mirrors on that as well. Um again, I think it's I think Kellar's another lazy connection. He's Irish, so he must be in on our radar. He's Liverpool, so Rogers is aware of him. He's played nearly no football. He's twenty-five years old. The fee is rumored to be anywhere between ten and twenty million. The wages are rumored to be anywhere between ten and eighty grand a week. It's, I don't know. I I, I well, think I don't think that's a I don't think that's a going a going concern for me.
0: Well, one thing in his favor is uh, his height, as pointed out by just an ordinary boy. I don't know if you saw this. We'd be signing I a didn't. really big player, Kevin like <laughs> Kelleher. See his height there. My God, <laughs> thirty-two feet five inches.
1: <laughs> I yeah, uh, I commented on that tweet and said uh, <laughs> clearly the proposed fee is so high because we're paying by the cent we are. Yeah, it's, keep mm-hmm. it low. You'll never save
0: it. And as somebody mentions here, uh, Michael Ross mentions Hakon Valdimarsson is a better option. That's the Icelandic goalkeeper.
2: Um, I, I think it even as nice, though.
0: Yeah,
2: it's a more realistic op- option.
0: Where's he playing now? It's sure. uh, Elsberg. Oh, Elsberg?
2: Yeah, It's yeah, so a much of... more realistic option. I would definitely try and go for him.
0: Six foot two. Are you excited by the fact that he's the Icelandic goalkeeper? Or is an international goalkeeper. Does that figure into your thoughts? Because do you know what the population of Iceland is? Is it like 300,000
2: or something or 700,000?
0: Three hundred and seventy-six thousand, yeah. and that's approximately the same population as Stoke-on-Trent. So he's the best goalkeeper in Stoke-on-Trent. <laughs> Isn't that mad that Iceland has such a small population?
1: And they do pretty well. It'd be funny. Fu- I've seen a lot of people try and compare it. To- it'd be funnier if he was from Finland, because then we could say he's finished. He's not finished. He's only twenty-three. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh the old you know uh, the old anti uh classic which is always worth a reel. uh
0: okay someone was yearning for uh uh oh, sorry I better do this first someone was yearning for a little musical treat and we have one for you but it's a special <laughs> treat it's because it's not me performing it. This is by one of our other contributors. One that is smiling coyly and swiveling in his chair as we speak.
1: Might (laughs) be good then.
0: On on guitar and vocals. Uh, This is a transfer window song in the style of the Smiths. So here we go. Good time
2: for a change. A good man turn back So please, 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 let me, let me, let me, let me sign who I want this time I Haven't signed a decent player.
1: one mickey thank you very much nice one mate i got love. I'm, I, i i'm i love a bit of smith so uh yeah top top tune and uh yeah good effort and tune carried much better than the normal vocals we see on this channel so
0: good dare <laughs> there's some praise coming in for you mick and i like your little pope francis when you're singing lord knows it would be the first time and noticed it's,
1: of- it's it's sad it's sad that the lyrics are so, are so accurate as well it yeah. uh it would be it would be nice that uh we just uh have been, he was allowed to
0: fast improvement yeah i agree yeah, <laughs> um,
1: make mickey on main vocals for
0: now yeah well john Clements, uh, no, right, it's okay i think mean, i think, no I think frank's we'll a bit harsh because
1: he went sound me. down before he had it was mickey so i think he's He's he always puts his sign down. That's just, I think he was judging uh, it by your usual vocals, to be fair. So it's fair.
0: How's Keith? Yeah. How's it going there, Keith? <laughs> right. So, okay. I don't think we should talk too much about other players. Do you want to get into CCV for five minutes, Paul?
1: I will give you a real quick uh, devil's advocate view in CCV. I absolutely don't want him to go. Uh, is where I'll start with this, but there I can see where some people are coming from with the chat about if an offer comes if he well, one if he wants to go. So, if he wants to go, you don't want to keep a player that isn't happy. I definitely wouldn't want him to go this window, but if we think he's probably going to go in the summer, I think it depends what kind of offer comes in that that injury. Has kept him out of if you look at all our big games, he's pretty much missed all of them. He's missed both derbies, he's missed most of the Champions League. If you're looking at the fodder in the rest of the league, now I'm being flippant, but we should have enough to deal with that. Yes, if he's gonna go this window, I'd want another center back in. But there's there's a tipping point coming where if the if an offer comes for him that's silly. Then we probably have to consider it. Look at look at look at KT. So we got 25 million for him, and he's barely played a season since. We absolutely cashed him in at the best point in time. We flogged him to like we're responsible for how 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 injury prone K T has been, because we flogged him since he was 17. Um so we got 25 million from that was great. If they offer us 20 million plus for ccv we've got to consider it but that said i am playing devil's advocate just for a bit of a laugh even if he was only a fit for half the games between now and the end of the season i would keep him hands down i would keep him but but kaiser's not far off for me he's saying 15 million punt him right now i i, I don't disagree that there's there's a
0: hate the thought fight. of him leaving though
1: so do i so do i but like and it's a really small sample size but uh Novroski's looked good playing from the right. My concern is I don't think, and I've said this many times, Scales has been good and he's playing above himself, but I don't think he's the long-term solution on the left. So regardless of whether Navroski's is is a is a is a first pit going forward, I don't think Scales is it. So we're still one solid centre back shot. So if <clears throat> if we were and and I let's be clear i'm not advocating selling ccv this window but if he were to go say say he says i've got to go this is my best opportunity to go back to the premier league and prove myself Mm. you're not going to keep an unhappy player we've got to have a first team ready center back, and we've got loads of center backs we know we have but we don't trust any of them um beyond navrowski and scales really um we've got to have somebody else lined up to to come in but there's like that injury could be could be a niggle or it could be something more you know serious that we never really get him back to being a regular player so i i push him through to the summer and if it does look like it's going to be ongoing and he wants to go i wouldn't force any player out the door that's as good as he is but if he wants to go i'd let him go in the summer for a decent fee but probably not less than 15 to 20 mil
0: it's funny the way the mind plays tricks on you, but when I was doing some of that research, gathering the data for the feature we did on the last show by players we'd signed who'd been good or not good, you know, it's quite, most players stay for quite a short time when you look back at it. You know, you mm-hmm. should be surprised how, how few games people have played for us. Like Matt O'Reilly's just gone over the 100 mark, and you're looking back at some of these players who you remember as being... Amazing, you love them, and they played Didn't 80 games, like 80, 90 games. games yeah, that's incredible. So, yeah, I mean, he hasn't been the same since the injury, but
1: yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm absolutely all for keeping him unless yeah. you've got a really good replacement. And it's hard to say you'd get a better replacement if fully fit. No chance. Um,
0: Michael, tell us what are your thoughts on CC? I think we absolutely
2: have to keep him. I think he's he's our I think as he's our best player. He's our most he's the player we miss the most when he's not playing. Whenever he's out of the team, it's just like disaster. There's no replacement for him at all. There's just no backup for him. So if we lose him, we're screwed. I'd say keep him.
0: At all costs. But but have but we I, not sort of I, done all right without him for most of yeah, this season?
1: I agree well, with him. I agree with this. I agree with it all right. Media. But I wouldn't. I prefer to have him. That's for sure. Uh, the thing is, that's the weird dichotomy. I absolutely agree with what Mickey's saying. But the facts say that we've survived without him in key fixtures, hmm. particularly both derbies. So it's a weird one. Uh, he when fit, he's the best defender in the league by an absolute mile. And I would argue, I would agree with Mickey. He's probably our best player when fully fit. But the concern is, is that, is that, is he reliable? And is that fitness impacted now? And I hope it's just a niggle and he can come back. But like, there's now been a couple of setbacks and it's, you know, he's in for three and he's out for a couple. And
0: yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully
2: this winter break will have helped him. A
1: bit of I sunshine. So. Yep.
0: Yeah. And we we'll that on a cheery note. Michael Ross. My missus always calls him Cameron Carter Knickers. Well, I wonder what you'd be calling a rapid Vienna guy, Nicholas Cunn, because that's what I call him. That's hilarious. Okay, let's move on to social media choices. I don't think I got one from you, Mickey, so we'll start with uh, this one. A little change of tone here, Paul.
1: Yes, yeah, so a little one from down my neck of the woods. Um, uh, Stephen Lee, but, um unfortunately... Was confirmed as um passing away uh, in the last few days he was um a, a soccer who um who played uh he was capped between 2000 and 2004 i think he had uh sorry just let me get my notes oh, i've lost it yeah probably i think 15 20 caps during that during that period he was a center back he was just before the golden generation um of of the aussie team that that sort of had um you know uh cahill and those guys that that sort of pushed on and and did a fair bit um but yeah all his teammates sort of um really positive about him and unfortunately it's been confirmed uh in the last little while that he took his own life um aged
3: uh 46
1: so he's only a a year older than me uh he um he he went through his career and then he came out he came out as gay in 2021
0: um, right. obviously
1: like a lot of people uh, kept that hidden it's obviously been dealing with various little bits and pieces from a mental health point of view so um really really sad story um again about you know players that post career um find it hard um in the aftermath of that career so yeah just a bit of a shout out to a guy who's who's you know been uh, a soccer room and, and done had a good solid career and according to like all his ex-teammates was a, was a great bloke but but didn't didn't feel able to uh you know get the help that was clearly needed um and so yeah i guess just an opportunity to remind people again to to, to, to you know to take the opportunity to to, to, to to seek help and and chat to people and you know reach out and for anyone else listening obviously keep an eye out for your mates you know as, as blokes it's it's sometimes hard to to ask for help so check in with your mates and and do that and I think Gav you're gonna put um some links in the in the notes um of support both down here in Australia and in the UK and probably potentially elsewhere of uh, of support if you need it so yeah just a bit somber but I thought it was worth recognizing for um an ex soccero and, and a pretty sad story a a young life lost
0: yeah there's a couple of links in the show notes for for people who might need them that's a a tweet from Subway Socceroos that we're showing there Um, as Keith mentions there it says it's okay not to be okay so speak out Uh, text it to your close pals helps so much yeah so reach out to friends or family or obviously if you can't then there are resources available you can speak to. So yes, that's quite somber. That's very sad state of affairs. Um, massive change of tone now for my one in an instant, as I click this other tab. No one else could defend a free kick like the Beatles. <laughs> that's mine. So that <laughs> photo. So it was pretty funny. No, well, maybe I was the only one who found that funny, but there you go.
1: Speed right? Well, that one's been undone, done the rounds a fair bit, but uh, yeah, John's obviously decided to go in front of the wall instead of behind it. But it's a it's a fair set of strides from uh, from Wacker, so uh, yeah,
0: some cracking clothes there. All right, well, look, we'll leave it at that, gents. We will see you uh, on the next show on Monday where we will have a game to review, which is even that more left. exciting. So it's been painful. No disrespect to Bucky Thistle, but I hope we've got loads of goals to talk about. Scored by the team in green and white. Climbing on the agony, hopefully. <laughs> and putting on the style. Alright, gents. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you to everyone in the chat. I've had loads of comments. Uh, Kaiser wants us to mention Sanjay the Hunslayer. That's for anyone who's active on Twitter. You can check that out. That's a reactionary force to some of the darker elements of twitter coming from the other side of the city so you can enjoy that if you wish to if you like that sort of thing but we're all about the love here on the celtic world so it's with love that we close the show and say see you on monday hail hail hail
1: hail hail, hail.
2: hail, hail.